What's going on, ladies and gents? And welcome to what I'm calling episode 49.5. <laughs> I'm your host, Sanchez Bailey, and I'm sure if you've been following me on social media, you know exactly what I'm calling this 49.5. Um, excuse the delay, I've had a mixture of reasons why I haven't actually recorded in the last week or two, I believe. Um, I thought I had COVID last week, actually, really bad. Um, but it ended up being a cold. Um, there was a really, I was coughing, like, all over the gaff. Um, and then the week before, I had something lined up. It's just, it's just crazy over here. It's Dubai so last minute, and I'm a Virgo and very organised, so... It's been quite frustrating to not have the things that I've prepared um, actually come to pass. So um, I'm doing 49.5. There's also a bit of buying time for what I actually really want to do for the 50th episode. It better be. <laughs> it better happen now because I only got 49.75 to go um, as, a, as a stretching period. But um, it's good to be back. I couldn't wait to speak to you guys. I've also actually been... Um, working within the boxing capacity as well, um, preparing an athlete for a fight. And so that was um, quite uh, on the agenda. Um, but speaking of, though, I was kind of inspired in prepar- like in the process of the fight, actually. Um, and I do want to share an experience that I had um, and, and some things that I encountered that made me even want to speak about this episode here today so one of the things that I um, when I was at the fight you know working in boxing um, I, when I was at the fight I do you know what furthermore I'll kind of give you a bit of a personal share it was just nice to see one of the there's a boxer called um, Ashley Fiofane. Um he's a retired boxer now, I believe 59 fights I think or 60 um, he's someone I met at the beginning of my sports psychology journey years ago um, met him when I was working in the gym as a PT. Um, I shared him my plans and my goals, and I was kind of speaking to him, and you know, it was very encouraging. And he was working with Jack Badu Jack. I don't know if you know who he is, um, and he was supporting him, and saw him there, and it was just nice to kind of both be at a capacity where we're peers. You know, um, it was nice and to catch up with him. And the reason why I even bring that is, it's always nice to set yourself goals that you can always look back to in times um, in, in years to come and, and to see how much you progress you know and as we're getting towards the end of the year um, I, I speak about this quite frequently because reflection is so key and, and should be something that's repetitively practiced but it'll be a good opportunity for you to um, take a, a look back at some of the developments maybe not even just from the season but as, as years of years have gone by for you and um, you can even just have that as a footnote then during the fight, um, there was someone actually um, that was screaming out something. And, you know, whether I thought it was right, this was someone very accomplished, everyone would know, um, as, a, as a pro boxer. Um, and they were screaming out self-talk during the fight. You know, so for those that were there, um, they'll probably hear, or for those that are watching, you might have heard yourself, but screaming out self-talk. You know, and we know that what self-talk is. And for those that don't know exactly what self-talk is, it's when you're speaking to yourself. Um, you know, you're, you're saying things to yourself that could either push you or motivate you, you know. Um, think about when, I'll give you a mild example. Let's just say you're on a cliff 
um, a friendly cliff, which you're, you're going to jump into the, a lake maybe with your life jacket on. And, you know, you, may, you might be a little bit scared of heights. And so you might say a few things to yourself to try and get you to the point where you're more comfortable with that action. For an example, you're on the cliff, you're there, you might be saying to yourself, I can do this, you got this. Come on, come on Sanchez, come on SP. Just breathe, you got this. We'll be over in a moment, right? Those are examples of self-talk. And there's different styles of self-talk. There's self-talk to motivate. There's obviously self-talk to con- like convince. There's also self-talk to, to shift your focus, right? Um, there's, there's self-talk to empower yourself. And then all the um, unempowering versions of self-talk can exist as well. Self-talk can also be things that we say to, um, gosh, for the lack of a better word, I'll say belittle ourselves, um, to uh, uninspire us, to um, increase the lack of confidence or to decrease confidence, should I say. There's quite a few... Um, effects that self-talk can have to cause doubt, increase doubt, you know, um, increase fear. There's things that we can say, and sometimes we might even say some of these things very loosely, you know. Even when we don't credit ourselves and, and don't praise ourselves as much, that could easily be seen as a form of uh, negative self-talk, so to speak. But during the fight, you know, um, what was said was positive self-talk, positive self-talk, you know. And um, this person is a world champion. I wouldn't want to breach confidentiality. But we had a chat, actually, after the fight. You know, we was at a lounge, relaxing, having a talk. Um, it's quite a social night. Really um, cool to have quite a few um, guests that came to watch the fight. You know, some well-known, some not so well-known. But anyway, I was speaking to this, this, this boxing champion and, you know... Um, we were speaking about the power of the mind, obviously. <laughs> That's what I do, right? And um, there, was, there was something that was said. We obviously had discussions and I kind of said things that were um, a bit more fine-tuning what has been said to me, which is kind of like raw information. But one of the things that was said is you've got to believe that you are... I'll just say as a, as a, not a direct quote, but that the bee's knees, you've got to believe you're a monster. You've got to believe that you're someone that can really go into uh, a fight and take a man's head off, you know? And um, this boxer was referring to an experience where a trainer um, that he was working with was saying things that tamed him a little bit, right? Um, that made him not so aggressive. And... The reason why I am even bringing this up as a subject is because, yes, you could be affected by what is being said to you. So, what can we do to negate when things are being said to you that can potentially affect you? This is where speaking to ourselves has got to be a little bit more frequent. Because if we're not speaking to ourselves, if we're not empowering ourselves in any way, shape or form... It's easy for outside forces and voices to come and infiltrate and cause you to believe and act and respond according to the information that's being passed on to you. I hope that makes sense. So if, uh, if, uh, if, if you're empowering yourself every day and you know that you are uh, difficult to beat, you are a one-on-one specialist and you, know, you are uh, 
very effective with your stronger foot, maybe crossing and passing, but you're working and developing your left foot and you're consistent, but you have a work ethic that will allow you to slowly start improving your, your weaker foot so that you can become uh, even more dangerous, right? You, you kind of talk to yourself and you mention how effective you can be um, as you're continuously trying to improve your weaker foot. That can, that will allow or prevent, should I say, negative voices that may come and say, ah, oh, they've got no left foot, right? But if you kind of ran with the assumption that, oh, your left foot's not so strong, and you keep thinking and speaking to yourself, not necessarily out loud, sometimes when you think, those can be forms of self-talk because we have an internal voice, right? Which speaks to us every course of the day, right? And I'm going to get to a solution and something practical that you can start um, making mention um, of and, and applying, should I say. But if you are, um, I don't know which version of this, the, the, the sentence or the phrase and the point I was trying to make, but if you are empowering yourself on a daily basis, you can prevent the negative uh, voices and the unempowering voices from infiltrating and allowing you to then have the effects of a lack of confidence, etc. Alternatively, if you are not um, empowering yourself, it's easy for those voices to come in and to make you believe some of the things that are being pushed over to you. And so how can we kind of develop this habit of becoming someone that's more empowering to ourselves? Now, one of the things I do want to note, and I've had a conversation, um, I have this conversation quite frequently, to be honest with you, but as a culture, especially us Britons, we're very cautious to appear praiseworthy of ourselves. So what we do to master a lot of the time is to maybe say things such as that, that we may not completely mean or we say things that doesn't sound completely um, maybe boastful, for example. So, you know, working with clubs and academies and players and sometimes when they evaluate their performance, let's just say they gave a score out of 10, usually maybe players are given about 6 or 7. Even if they don't feel like they're playing that 6 or 7. It's a, safe, it's a safe number. So I try and avoid the sevens, to be honest with you. But we never, or we tend to go for a lower number. And then sometimes you might go, or oh, maybe eight, right? You usually go up for the, the, the lower number first. And that's because we never really want to seem so praiseworthy. But that's something that we need to kind of slowly break out of the habit of. Um, a confession, actually. I was driving today and I had some negative thoughts just about life. Um, nothing too serious. It was just about um, actually life and death, actually. So, um, oh gosh, uh, I'm not suicidal, boys, and, and, and ladies and gents. But I just, you have some thoughts that just come into your mind. Um, and it wasn't necessarily about me dying. It was just about life and death in, in life. Um, what was my point? But... I, I picked it up immediately and, and I identified it as almost like an antivirus detecting those negative thoughts and actually I responded and, and, and um, changed the way I was thinking about this particular subject and you know this is, this is all internal so as, as what, we can, what we can start doing is start to pick up on some of the things that we do on a daily basis some of the things that we think about ourselves or maybe about other people or people around us or circumstances that we go through or maybe challenges that we may be um, that may be on the horizon and start noticing what we think maybe even go as far as creating a thought diary 
write down some of the things that you're thinking, right? And take a moment, maybe not the same moment, but over time, maybe start reflecting on the effect that some of these things and thoughts that, that they can have on you. And, you know, maybe as time goes by, um, you can work on some alternative statements. Maybe the other side of the coin or maybe responding in a way that's, as I would always say, is realistic and that sounds like you. But there are all alternative ways that can, um, alternative perspectives that we can take, which is more empowering and more uh, beneficial to us, whether it's going to be in life. And then you can slowly transition that into to, to performance. So this is something I want to kind of be um, clear of. And how about, I'm, I'm hoping that for those listeners and those that are listening in the, to the podcast, a notepad is, is, a, is an ever-present thing now, you know, because, you know, like you training in the gym, you want to keep record of maybe some personal bests and, you know, it's constant development, development, improving on some of your scores and the weights and the reps and the sets that you've got. You want to kind of, the way that you train your mind is to kind of see how your mind works and spot the trends and work on creating new ones. So thought diaries and, and notepads and things to write down, information is going to be so important for you. And that's one of the messages that I do want to put out there is, is to ensure that, you know, you've got a thought diary. Write down some of the thoughts that you're, you're, you're getting. Start off with life <clears throat> because it's not just going to magically turn um, for you in, in, the, in the scenario of, um, of sport. You want to get that habit off uh, going in life. So start creating a thought diary of some of the thoughts that you may, may think. Maybe even pertaining to performance. Maybe pertaining to sport. But at the same time, you want to start identifying the ones that you're making about life too. Because those won't really dramatically change completely. You want to start seeing how your, the trends in your thought in life, in sport, and working towards um, making alternative approaches. So that's my 49.5 episode. I have no idea what I'm going to name it. Self-talk, How, why not? Let's do that. But I do hope this episode really is eye-opening. Um, I do want to explore this in more detail, and, and I'll kind of give you a footnote now, but, like, you know, I'll give you an example. I was speaking to someone about how we greet each other. So me in Dubai right now, I'm, I'm beginning to actually notice this myself. So someone asked, you know, asked me how I'm, how I'm doing. They're like, how are you? I would say I'm not too bad. <clears throat> and there was a, there's been a few times when I've al- alarmed someone and they're asking me, are you okay? What's wrong? And I look at them like there's something wrong with them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, I'm great. But I told them I'm not too bad. And when you think of the linguistics and the, the sentiment um, uh, behind the word, right? Not too bad. I'm not too bad. I'm not bad enough to maybe jump off a bridge. I'm not bad enough to maybe end it all, you know? I'm telling them, that I'm, but, but I'm not good, right? I'm not that bad, but I'm not good. And so just even those phrases, and I've and been conscious of that now and just, you know, working on ways to respond appropriately, whether they really want to know or not. But, you know, I'm good, thank you, you know, um, or whatever the situation is. And even though it's loose terminology, it's words what we're saying. And, and the words are being interpreted by someone else, at least when I say that. And so when we're saying things to ourselves, our brain is going to interpret that. And once our brain interprets the information that we do get, we respond according to how our brain interprets things. So how about we start giving our brain 
empowering uh, thoughts to 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 uh, ingest, and then we start working on responding in ways that are more realistic. Firstly, but empowering. Right, more complementary to performance, more complementary to um, responding to challenges and life circumstances more effectively, more smoothly. And I'll leave it at that. Um, lovely to be back. And yes, inshallah, they will say over here, <laughs> um, I can have everything go to plan and I can't wait to do it for the 50th episode. Appreciate all your support, appreciate all the listeners, and on to the next episode. Take care now.